0: Well, of course, today is a very, very important day for a lot of people. It's the culmination, isn't it, of a lot of hard work, great effort and struggle and die hard dedication, isn't it? And no matter, no matter how, many, how hard it's been, how difficult it's been, the hours that we've, we've struggled over all of that, today makes all of it worth it. Does it some people call today Super Sunday, right? Because today is. Super Bowl. Was that today? Oh, I thought it was Communion Sunday. See, because the last time we met, since the last time we met, certainly since the last time we've had communion together, things have been kind of tough sometimes for some of us, right? I mean, that whole loving our neighbor thing. Mmm. That whole trying to make things right with family and trying to do the right thing, that can be very hard sometimes. It's a struggle sometimes, isn't it? it takes a little die-hard commitment. It takes a little faithfulness. And today we have come here to this place to celebrate what God has done for us, what God is doing for us, and what God will do for us. So today is super in many ways. Now, this Super Bowl thing you speak of. It helps us uh, sum up a few things, puts us into perspective of what we're talking about today. First, I don't know about you, but I don't know. I mean, my team's not there. Kind of hard to get into it, right? Totally, right? I mean, maybe I'll turn it on and we'll have people over. Maybe I'll eat a few snacks or so here and there. You know, it's estimated... Eight million pounds of guacamole are consumed for the Super Bowl. Eight million. I think half of it's at our house, but that's okay. So maybe we'll do that. But, you know, my team's not there, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, okay. It's the Super Bowl. That's all right. Then there are those people who are like, well, it's the Super Bowl, and this is the one day of the year they even know football exists, right? But because it's the Super Bowl and it's the right thing to do, we'll watch the Super Bowl. Now, you put those two ideas together, this idea of watching or doing just because we're supposed to today, or this idea of, yeah, I'll do it, but put those two ideas together, and in some ways you have the people of Israel, at least in the time that Isaiah is speaking to them. Now, of course, the people of Israel had various religious practices, many religious practices, but there's only one of them, at least in this passage from Isaiah, that is uh, given to us in particular, right? What is that? As you were listening to it, fasting, right, is one of their uh, practices that they did. Now, I'm convinced that most of us in the church today, we have a watered-down sense of what fasting is. For most people, fasting is, you know, 40 days out of the year, once a a year. And we do our best to try to sneak in the things that we really don't like anyway, right? Are those things that we know were kind of not good for us? So it's just a good time to start our holy diet, right? Well, friends, that's not really fasting. That's another sermon. though. But this idea of fasting for the people of Israel is a big deal. It's a big part of how they expressed their faith and what they were doing. As we read, however, we realize that there's something wrong with what they're doing. Not so much the fasting part of it, but the idea behind it. They had the silly idea that we will do this fast or these fasts in order to prompt God or to prod God or to bring God along to influence or make God do something. Now, we don't exactly know what that something is, but... We all know the stories of, oh, please, God, just do this one thing, and I'll fill in our blanks, right? Through their fast, in particular, they expected God to do something. They expected God to react to what they were doing. Even more troublesome than that, though, is something else behind their fasting. They'd come to their place, wherever it was, in the synagogue, whatever. they carry out this fast, and it probably had all kind of dynamics to it. And they went through it. They probably did that part of it very faithfully. But they had no intention of leaving from that fast time and going to do what God expected of them. For them, they used the fast as a way to divide themselves more. They used the fast as a way to tear other people down while they would build themselves up. And that, friends, wasn't God's fast. God's fast included loosening loosening the bonds of injustice. Did you hear that part? God says, this is my fast to undo the thongs of yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to share your bread and bring the homeless to you, to cover the naked and not to hide yourself from your people. That's God's fast, and obviously that wasn't the people's fast. They had different ideas. So I think in a way that brings us to our Super Sunday here. We have what we call or what we know as means of grace, right? These are ways that we experience God's grace, and there's several means of grace. When we study scripture, it's a way of experiencing God's grace. When we pray, obviously, means of grace. Attending worship, means of grace. Communion, baptism, those are ways that we um, experience the grace of God. And it's important as we think about those means of grace to understand why are we doing those things? Is it because we're hoping God will notice us? And and maybe that will convince God to help us fulfill some prayer we have. Are we doing those things to sort of move us along so God can do what we need God to do for us? Or are we using these things to draw ourselves closer to God? Now, most of us, at least out loud to each other, will say, well, we're using these things to draw ourselves closer to God. And that's an okay answer not a complete answer friends there's something missing there's an important idea that god gives to the people of israel that jesus carried as well that is just as important for us to consider and to hear today that idea is this if we aren't doing something we are missing something god expected the people of israel to do something to loose the bonds of injustice, to break every yoke, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to give bread to the hungry and to let the homeless poor come into your home to bring the cover of the naked. That is what God expected the people to do. He expected them to do something. Likewise, Jesus said, if salt loses its saltiness, its ability to do something, that is, it's useless. It's not able to do anything anymore. Or if someone takes a light and put it, puts it under a table, that light is not able to do what it's supposed to do. So, Jesus says, therefore, let your light shine. Or we might say, do something so that others can see and give glory to our Father. If we aren't doing something, friends, you and I are missing something. See, we look around our world today, we turn on the news and the newspaper and all these things, you've got to realize somebody has got to do something. Just in the world, in the neighborhood that we live in, there are children who are hungry. Somebody has got to do something. Just in the the neighborhood that we live in, there are people who can't read right now. And if they can't read now, they're going to grow up to be older people who can't read, which will set them up to face the same hardships that they are facing now. And somebody has got to do something. Y'all with me? There are people who are homeless in our communities. Somebody has got to do something. Something. There are people who are being accused of certain things. There are people who are looked down upon because of their socioeconomic status, because of the color of their skin, because of the clothes they wear, the language that they speak. Somebody has got to do something for them. There are people who are mourning. And I'm talking mourning. And somebody has got to do something for them. There are people who are struggling with addictions. There are people who are struggling in marriages. And for those people, somebody has got to do something so they know. So they know God's light is still with them. So I want to give you, because I could say, well, we'll let somebody else deal with it. Here's the truth, friends. As disciples of Christ, as people who... Answer the call to follow me. Christ was talking to us when he said, let your light shine. So for us to expect somebody else to do it for us is almost negligent. So I want to give you a few ways to let your light shine. And These aren't obviously the only three ways, but at least a few ways just to get into it, be involved. And the first way is to actually be talking about means of grace. And, you know, don't just pray, well, God, help those people who are struggling. God, help me to see what you see. Help my heart hurt the way yours does because of, God, let me have the kind of compassion that you have for. Or maybe you fast along with that. You know, at one time a year when most people are fasting, usually it's for themselves and it's time What if you fasted for somebody else? God uses fast for them, whatever it is that they are going through, whatever it is that needs to be done. And fasting isn't just food, right? Make sure you know that. So pray or fast. And somebody might say, well, that's the only thing I can do. Really? The only thing? If you start there, friends, that's not the only thing. That might be the best thing. It's certainly the best way to start. Don't feel like you're not involved if the only thing you can do is pray and fast, because we need that. Get informed. Do you realize what some people are going through? Do you understand the hardships that some people face in their families, or in their jobs? Do you understand why it is so difficult? Get informed by informed, you know. Don't rely on talk radio or the evening news. Because, friends, that's part of an industry. The industry wants to sell something sometimes. But talk to people who are involved directly. Get a feel for how they really sense of what's going on and things that are happening and how it's happening and how it affects their livelihood. Get informed about the hardships and the struggles of God's people. And get involved now this may be the most difficult maybe the most scary because it's one thing to talk here about wanting to do God's work and wanting God to erase evil in the world but it's another thing to say all right God use me to do it but get involved volunteer somewhere sometimes we think well I wouldn't know what to do when well, I'm not promoting any book or anything but here's a book right here I have on my shelf 77 ways your family can make a difference Ideas and activities for serving others. A lot of people have given this kind of thing a lot of thought, So you don't have to come up with something on your own. Find ways. Find ways to get involved. Go to the schools to volunteer. Help those kids learn how to read. Help them know the joy of reading. Go to the nursing homes. Remind those people there that they are not forgotten, that they are loved, that God is with them. Go to the food pantries and help them stock their shelves and give out food that people need to live their lives. These are things that we can do. Think of your passions. Think about what God has done for you and what you know God has put in your heart to do. And find a way to do something. Do something. See, friends, what makes today super for us is that we can come and experience God's grace. Because Lord knows I need it. I don't know about you, but I need it. And I can come to a place like this and experience that grace of God. And what we understand about these means of grace, about coming to a place like this, is that what we learn here and what we experience here inspires us and enables us to do our work out there. And that, friends, when we take what God does here and we transform it to God's work out there, that is a super kind of faith. That is a faith that God loves. And if we're talking about what it means to love God. See, last week we had this strange idea that loving God means loving God's people. And today we realize that if we love God, then we do God's work. If we want to be close to God, we make ourselves close to God's work. So, friends, I don't know what it is you do. I don't know what it is. God is burning inside of you, inspiring you. But, friends, whatever you do, do something. In Jesus' name.